This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, August 27, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Ben Bernanke will likely be confirmed for a second term as Federal Reserve Chairman, but his performance as Chairman won't really be known, at least until he's had to take hundreds of billions of dollars of new money back out of the economy, balancing a fragile economic recovery with the specter of inflation. Mark Calabria, Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute, comments. President Obama praised Ben Bernanke uh, for, quote, bold action and outside-the-box thinking that has helped put the brakes on our economic freefall. How fair of an assessment is that, just as a a thumbnail sketch? Well, uh, certainly the the outside-of-the-box part, I guess, is correct. Uh, Certainly, you know, there's been a massive expansion of Federal Reserve power under uh, Chairman Bernanke. Uh, Whether it stopped us from a freefall, I think, is a very different question. My own view is that it did not. I think... uh, some of the efforts, particularly the bailouts of AIG and Bear, likely sowed as much panic as they might have avoided. Uh, and certainly the, the interconnections were not such. You know, We heard Vice Chairman Cohn of the Fed tell Congress that all of the AIG counterparties, if they had not been paid off, would have survived that. So it's hard to see, looking at the actual substance of the Bear and AIG bailouts, for instance, how we avoided anything in terms of a collapse. Um, and on the other hand, like I said, they sowed as much panic as they probably avoided. So I would say, if anything, those efforts probably made the situation worse. Uh, Stephen Roach, the chairman of Morgan Stanley Asia, basically uh, lists a bunch of strikes against Ben Bernanke, one of which was that he was essentially a cheerleader of policies that were uh, promoted by Alan Greenspan uh, during his term, which contributed to the, the big uh, bubble and uh, but you know it's it's hard to even years later say that that was a bad um, call on his part, if only because so few people saw that occurring when it was occurring. Well, I mean, lots of people did not say that they saw the housing bubble occurring, and I think we all look back and say that we had a housing bubble and that was destructive. So I certainly am sympathetic to saying that. You know, we all can play Monday morning quarterback, but at the same time, a number of people did, you know, recognize and raise this as, as questions uh, and sort of looked at the Fed. And, and, you know, you had three years from 2002 to 2005, which were oddly enough the same years that Bernanke was there as governor, in which Federal Reserve policies ended up having real interest rates be negative. They were paying you to take money. Uh, this should strike somebody, strike anybody as, you know, over the top and, you know, you're going to create imbalances there. But there were a number of economists that were raising very real questions about Federal Reserve policies at that time. So uh, I think that's a very uh, correct, a very on-the-mark criticism. And I think it's especially relevant today because we're looking at the same sort of situation. If you think back to 2002, 2003, everybody talked about a jobless recovery and the need to keep rates low. You're going to see the very same political pressures now. And, you know, I think we all hope that Bernanke doesn't make the same mistake, but the political pressure is even going to be even stronger now. The last thing that the president's going to want and Congress is going to want is see any sort of rate increases before the midterms and probably before the presidential election. And, you know, you don't have – back then, at least you had some division of government. At the 2000, you had the Senate and Democrat hands at that time, so you had some pressure on Bernanke to do otherwise. But you also had the House of Republicans, so you saw some voices of moderation. Uh, at this time, there's going to be tremendous pressure across the political establishment in Washington to keep money easy. On that point, uh, many economists seem to agree that the key test of even Bernanke's first term – uh, is going to be how he handles his second term when interest rates go up. 
There's so much uh, money sloshing around right now uh, that banks have essentially been sitting on. Uh, as the story goes, once uh, the economic recovery begins, banks begin lending, there will be uh, dramatic uh, inflationary pressures. It, it seems to be essentially a matter of timing and how, how Bernanke handles, as you say, the political pressure and uh, actually uh, stabilizes and pulls all this uh, Money back out. The single, the single test of his second term will be his ability to remove the liquidity from the system before it's too late. And you know, one of my reasons for having some concerns about his reappointment is that looking at everything he's done in terms of both his term as a governor when we were last faced with the situation, and both his terms as chair. I mean, he really has been incredibly friendly, uh, you know, to Congress. Uh, you know, to me, we have seen the least independent Fed I can remember in a very long time. And he's essentially functioned as a member of this administration, functioned as a member of the last administration. So I have some very real concerns whether he's up to that test of bringing liquidity out. I mean, for all, I think the odds are very high that we will continue to see the job market weak for a very long time. And you have to keep two things in mind. One, the job market is a lagging indicator of the economy. So by the time the job market starts really creating jobs, we're already out of the recession. And two, monetary policy operates with a very long lag, six months to a year to longer. So if we follow the same course of action we followed in 2003, you know, it's going to be – he's going to be a year behind the ball. So he needs to be ahead of the curve. He needs to be able to start raising rates in a real way before we start to see large increases in the labor market. And I, I don't – his history does not indicate to me that he'll be the man to do that. Uh, I very much hope I'm wrong in that regard. Mark Calabria is Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute. Read more of his work at Cato.org.